I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Christopher. Well, we are sitting across from one another. Yeah, yes, we we're are. at the same table. We, we've got a nice chunk of wood between us, though, so we are maintaining some social distancing. Yes, but yes. we didn't put masks on because <laughs> it would have been really hard for them to understand oh, us but it masks would, You know on. what? It would have been awesome looking. We should have started off with masks on, and then nobody would have I been tr- able I to, tried to get. I tried to get some custom personalized Empowered Parent podca- podcast my, uh, masks made. Yeah. Uh, last week, my, my parents have a company that, 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 that make uniforms and print things like that, and my dad called me on... Uh, What's today? Friday? On Wednesday and said, yeah, he, he, the supplier is like minimum order 5,000. Oh, my. And, and yeah. they don't have stock. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So in any case. But Trying to I'm find all, masks. I'm only going to sell you 5,000 in the first place. Oh, but then I don't have oh, any. Oh, but they're not actually in stock. So. <laughs> and my dad's like, well, why don't you have stock? Maybe you need to rethink your minimum order number. I think there, he yeah. did find somebody today that has some because he okay. said he could get some that were like single ply. Yeah. But nobody wants single ply. It has to be five know. layers. Yeah. And so he's, I think the ones he got are triple layer. I don't think they're five. I think they're triple. Um, I think, but I think, I think said, a lot of people, at least here in our little corner of Texas, seem to forget with the whole mask issue is that it's getting hot. Yeah. Yep. And it's not so much wearing the mask is not so much about you worrying about what's coming in. It's really more about what's going out. Yeah. Okay. The whole purpose of wearing the mask is so you don't get other people sick, right? Yes. So I think it's a little more important for us to be comfortable in the sense of it being 100 degrees outside with 90% humidity. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep that in mind with your mask wearing out there, folks. I know. It's... You need to be able to breathe, you know, just in general. Uh, yeah. Okay. For sure. So um, what do we want to talk about tonight? Well... Even as some of our states are opening back up, many people are probably still going to be staying at home. I know my wife's already said, I think, you know, her, her office is planning opening sometime either later this month or definitely by, I think, the 1st of June. But she's still planning on working from home for a while. Will it be like an yeah. o- optional? Kind of an optional probably. thing. For, yeah. I'm sure for certain personnel, it's definitely going to remain optional. And then, then yeah. split squad kind of thing, you know. Monday probably. Week, yeah. But, you know, most people are probably who don't have to go to a, a place of business to actually perform their work, you know, right. There's, they're going to be sticking around the house. And so I thought, you know, there were f- kind of like five keys that we could maybe talk about to help parents yeah. maintain their sanity. Yeah. Maintain perhaps a spark of joy at home. Right. Cause it's not just about surviving the time, right? right. We're not just trying to get through it. We have to get to a place where we feel, um, where we feel like we can actually live like this for a little while, you right. know? I mean, we can start to see other people, start to go out a little more, you know. But we have to get to a place where we're not just dreading every day, right? Right. I, I keep hearing people, and they've got this um, kind of just this this mantra of, oh, my gosh, I'm stuck at home with my kids all summer. But the reality is that we had... Um, we're not stuck at home with our kids. We have an opportunity with our kids. Right. Oh, that's good. But the hard part about 
having an opportunity with our kids uh, after having had them home for several months. Usually we can see the summer as like, oh, this is going to be a fun time. It's only going to be for a couple of months that everybody's at home and there's a lot less structure. But this reality is that it's going to be a lot longer than just a couple of months, you know? Yeah, I, I love that you said to think about the opportunity you have with the children. Um, you know, we, we talk to people about this all, all the time. And, and when I'm on calls with other, other ministry leaders, uh, particularly around, around the country, I, I do like to remind them that the, um, you know, for every yin, there's a yang. What you sow, you reap from Eastern philosophy. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction from science. Um, you know, um, but uh, I'm sorry, what you sow, you reap, obviously, Paul from Galatians. Um, but, but the truth of the matter is that for the, uh, uh, there is a, there's a flip side to everything, right? And, and the flip side of crisis is opportunity in, in a lot of ways. And, and, I know, and I know that, you know, I don't, don't want anybody to get upset with that because obviously people have died and millions of people have lost their jobs. That's not what I mean about that. I just mean in the context of building relationship with our children, mm. being confined to quarters with them, um, you know, is an opportunity to, to work on that relationship. Um, you know, it, it kind of bugs me when you go on social media and the constant complaining about being in the, at home with, with the children. I'm like, I, I mean, I don't know if people are that upset about it or if people are just, you know, everybody else is complaining about their kids. I need to complain about my kids too. Right. Or um, somewhere in the middle. Or you somewhere know, in the middle. Probably, yeah. It's probably somewhere in the middle would be my thinking. Today's a bad day. It's been a rough day. I'm going to go and get out. I'll find Misery Loves Company. So I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going to go on Twitter, wherever, and I'm going to find other people that will say, yes, my kids are driving me bonkers today, too. Yeah, and the first few weeks were a big adjustment for a lot of people who aren't used to that. Absolutely. you got to find your balance at some point. Well, and even now, what, seven weeks in? I mean, it's still, there are still refining moments. Like, our chore system went just like out the window the first month and the last few weeks we've been trying to get our rhythm again because our house just felt cluttered and gross and dirty and like nobody was actually doing their chores but we didn't have the energy by the end of the day to actually like (laughs) stick with it yeah so we last weekend we kind of revamped our chore system and said okay here's new checklists for you for your we we divide our house into zones and so each kid is Much responsible. Like in the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the Hunger Games. So I don't actually know, but or read or anything. I don't know. But we divide into zones. Did you just admit to? Did you just say I've never read or anything? <laughs> I've never read or seen the movies. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were just claiming to making the no. outlandish claim that you'd never read anything. I like to read books. Our listeners know that. You're We've ver- talked about it before. Uh, you're very good at it too. She, she reads to the family. It's one of yes. the things we do around here to keep the sanity. Yes. So we divide our house into zones. <laughs> and when we divide our house into zones, I know, he sorry. likes to throw us all off and... Uh, Okay. Kayla doesn't know how to read. <laughs> Clearly, that's the takeaway from what I'm saying. Okay. So back to the zones. zones. Those dystopian zones. So, <laughs> so the zones in our house are kind of like, you know, kitchen is a zone. Living rooms are a zone. Uh, you know, entryway and like the downstairs guest bathroom is a zone. The dining room is a zone. And then like our stairs and our upstairs bathroom 
or a zone, right? All these kind of like shared common spaces are all zones. And so we've given the kids each a little checklist. So I gave them their new checklist last week. And I said, you know, here's your checklist. Here's the things that we sat down together, made sure I had everything on there before I printed out these new zones. And then still this last week, I was like, they're still like not even sweeping or not even picking up any. I mean, it's just like, they're not doing anything. So unbeknownst to them, I went around yesterday and I just graded them based on their, how they did. And so it was like, they had six things that had to be done in the zone. I'm like one out of six. And I just, and they were like, their eyes got real big and they were like, hold on, wait, I did my zone. And I was like, then show me what I got wrong. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Can I have that list again? They go back and then I let them redo it. Yeah. So you know, what yesterday was one out of six, one out of three, you know, two out of six. Today, they were all like five out of six. You know, they were all because they all went and grabbed their and they're like, we check my zone now. Like they really wanted me to. So hopefully I can keep up the motivation to continue checking because apparently it's very highly motivational to them just to give them a little grade on their zone. And I'm lots of grace you know i mean one of the zones had lots of laundry all over it and i still you know i was like well you picked up the clutter around the laundry so we're just gonna go with it for today but you know i mean just trying to find those those rhythms that we used to have that we i mean we've had the same chore system for years and it's worked well most of the time but you know when we go into chaos it just seems to like all the normal goes out the window and it's like, oh my gosh, this is brand new, you know? And so. Well, I mean, we talked about this either on the previous episode or two episodes ago, how, how, um, how this has really messed with our kids' sense, sense of security and felt yeah. safety. Yeah. Uh, you know, today, today I, I came downstairs and um, one of the things that, that Kayla has instituted um, here, and I will give her full credit for it, um, even though it's a brilliant idea that I want to take her for, uh, but it was all <laughs> Kayla. Uh, she she went to the kids and said, okay, um, there are five weeknights. There are five of you um, who are able to, to cook. Uh, and so our special needs daughter, obviously not, in, not included in that, but uh, our 17-year-old son, our 15-year-old daughter, our 11-year-old daughter, our 12-year-old son, and our 7-year-old daughter each get a night of the week that they are responsible for making dinner. And so responsible for making dinner, obviously, you know, the 7-year-old, but, but they, they have to plan it. They have to make sure we have everything they need. If we don't have everything they need, they have to let us know what it is. And then, you know, Kayla, and it was just fun to watch Kayla and, and Brooklyn cook tonight. Uh, Brooklyn made gumbo and she made a delicious peach cobbler. Uh, you know, our seven-year-old made quesadillas and fruit salad the other night. And so uh, having them take responsibility for, for some of those things uh, has, has really been great because they're, they're excited about it and, 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 they're, and they're happy to do it. And, and we just help them cook. Point being, tonight, as Brooklyn was about to start cooking, our uh, our twelve year old son Josh comes out here with you know those like Mondo sized bags of tortilla chips you buy at, at Costco, <laughs> yeah, yes. like like ninety nineteen pounds, you know, they're, they're, they're as tall as a four year old. So he comes out here with one of those, um, and uh, and says, oh, you know, he he was gonna just grab some. So I'm like, dude, are you getting a snack? And he said, yeah, I'm hungry. I said, okay. He said, I said, when's the last time you had a snack? He said, well, I just had an apple and a granola bar. <laughs> and and I said, and, and and then you, I said, but that was like, you know, like two minutes ago. Like, like you just finished doing that in the last like thirty minutes and stuff. I said, 
you know, uh, can, can you maybe like hang on for another 30 minutes uh, before dinner? And he's like, okay. Um, I mean, if he really insisted on, on, on having some chips, it'd be fine. But, but I just kind of like, you know, he, he was, he's pretty good about, you know, wanting food every two hours. He wants the food every like 45 minutes now. <laughs> 30 seconds it seems okay it's like, oh my yeah, gracious. I mean it, it does seem like that and so <laughs> yeah. and so you know even though um, the sad reality is that that this is you know recording this tonight's the end of week seven of, for, of shelter in place here at Texas um, that, that that sadly a lot of this has become normal mm. right I mean it's just so weird we were talking about this today you know you know um, Kelly, it, it started because something Kelly I spoke to Kelly earlier today and she said that I think last night was the first time the two of you had gone somewhere together <laughs> by you know in the same car in like right. since you got back from from together cold in in March. Yeah and and funny enough I think it was yesterday or the day before uh the Babylon Bee our favorite satire site <laughs> released something about a couple goes on a romantic date to Target. And I'm like that's us. <laughs> yes. We literally did that. We went to Target on a date. Well, yes. and I told Kelly that, that Kelly had said that and and she said um well when I mean, think about it the only places you and I have gone to the grocery store and the doctor's <laughs> office. That's it. And I'm like and, and you know and I was speaking to somebody the other day and I said you know I other than the people who live live in my home I literally have not touched as much as the, with my fingertip on a person that I don't live with. Yeah, and it was just—it's just crazy. It and is. and like and and now we're at the point where that, like, you have to remind yourself that that's weird. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and, and so, what we don't want to do is atrophy in into that, and we don't want to atrophy into into all the bad things that might come along with that uh, as well. And so, you know. Before we, we before we gave a very lengthy introduction to what you want to talk about tonight, Chris, you did have five things uh, that you want to talk about. Well, we actually ended up talking about one of them. It was just the last one, but we can maybe go in reverse order. The, okay. Uh, the, the fifth point, which I guess is now the first point, was be flexible and creative, which yeah. is kind of what I heard with the whole dinner thing and the yeah. know, bringing in the, the grading of the uh, the zones, you know, there was no sweeping in the kitchen zone yes. until mother graded the work. Nobody in the kitchen right. zone got food this week. <laughs> but that's Hunger Games. <laughs> oh my I, I didn't even was... like those movies that much. I don't know why I've quoted them seven I times today. Know. The laundry was all over the living room zone until, you know. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's it. It's like the same thing we've been doing for years. We had to find a way to make it you know, different, different. Yeah. Because everything else seems different, yeah. you know? Yeah. My, my children started going swimming in our pool much earlier than they probably normally would <laughs> they have. They usually do. Just because they, they needed some physical activity. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, my, our, our middle son is on a swim team. And he and wasn't getting any of his workouts. <laughs> you're not getting any workouts in because oh. no one's going to the pool for, ah. for swim practice. And Which so, is crazy because I mean I'm sure the chlorine in the pool kills everything. Right. It's, I mean, kids be in the pools. Right. There's all sorts of stuff happening, so the pool should be the safest place. <laughs> you you know, people pee in the pool. <laughs> oh, sweet. I'm shocked and horrified. Shocked. Shocked. You're one of those people that 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 scoops it up with your mouth and does a little fountain in the public pool, right? Me? No, that's our children. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'll, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I, I used, to, yeah, <coughs> when I was younger, probably, but now, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, not only do I become more risk averse the older I get, I become more germophobic. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. like, I mean, if one of the results of COVID nineteen pandemic twenty twenty is we don't shake hands anymore, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. 
Like people sneeze in their hands, they cough in their hands, and they touch my hand. Like I'll hug, I'll do all that stuff, but I'm I'm out on shaking hands. <laughs> well, we'll bow like like they do in Japan. So so back when I was working for a big company and got sent to different places a couple times a year, one of those places was a convention where there are you know thousands of people, mm. and one of the little rituals was you know when you you know, <clears throat> met someone either for the first time or for the fiftieth time, you know this is just where you kind of see each other. You know, oh, there'd be lots of handshaking, maybe some hugs, and then someone's pulling out a little, you know, bottle of hand sanitizer and passing it all around because, you know, <laughs> everybody's shaking a lot of hands, well, right? Because you're not, because yeah. you know, you know, if I met you guys at the convention, it's not like you're the only people I've seen and met and shaken hands with that right. day, right? Right. And I'm not the only person you've met and shaken hands with, so it was kind of like it yeah. together called. That's what we were right. all doing. It's like we all had a bunch of like, you know, it wasn't an official <laughs> gathering, but we were all getting together and. You know, pass around the hand sanitizer. Right. Oh, here, I have a giant bottle. I'll refill your small bottle. You I know? mean, do you guys remember how crazy that is? Seven weeks ago, the guideline was that gatherings couldn't exceed more than 250 people. Right. Yeah. Then it became 10. Wow. And like, then it was it, 10, it was like, like overnight. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was like literally it was 250. Which in the adoption like of foster care world is a big problem for some Right. <laughs> we put it to people in our family, sir. Right. Yeah. I know. I, know, I like saw several could... people going, what happens if it gets smaller than that? You know? Well, like right now, uh, you know, with some of the restaurants reopening here in Texas, uh, uh, being on email lists for, for these establishments, you know, we're getting the emails, hey, we're open. 25% capacity, and we can not, not, not seat parties uh, you know, more than six people. And I'm like, well, the North can't even go out we to eat. We can't even go out to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly that's all right. Right. I'll, I'll stay at home with one of the kids. You can take the rest of them, dear. We'll cook. We're going to have to flip coin for that one. Hey, yeah, you, you know, um, okay, but before... And which kid we get to keep home, <laughs> too. Right. I mean, really. Yes, that's uh, going to be a, a flip of a coin to who gets the quietest house. Well, well, the other thing I want to say about flexible and creative before we move on, because we don't you know, labor all of these all night long, but um, you know, we, we tell people all of the time that flexibility and creativity are your two biggest allies uh, in any situation, specifically in, in parent, parenting. Because if you can roll with the punches, and sometimes people think that roll with the punches means being permissive, but, but, but again, not every uh, hill is the one that, worth dying on. And so just be, be flexible, um, understand, you know, have, have reasonable expectations, right? We, we, we have expectations, absolutely. We tell people that all the time, but those expectations need to be reasonable and need to be at the level that your children can, can hit. And then be creative. I mean, it's just, you know, sometimes we just have dance parties in the kitchen. We were, what, what, I don't remember what song was playing, playing tonight. Uh, and you just started dancing oh, while, while you're chopping no something over yeah. there in the corner, and and then the kids join in, and you know, just have fun like that, and, and I do goofy accents, and uh, you mean know, other the one you normally speak with? Like, oh, <laughs> see, be be flexible, creative, and a comedian. No, I, I was just about actually, I was about to say. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, Turner, if you're the first person ever fired that shot at me, uh, no, just kidding. Um, uh, I do, you, you I teed do, it up. I mean, I, I do a very good South African, eh? I can do a really yeah. good South African accent. He does a very good South African People are like, accent. of course, you're from South Africa. I'm like, but but people who live in South Africa sound different to me who's lived in the U.S. for you know, 26, 27 People who live in South Africa now. don't know where he's from. Like, yeah. when we went to South Africa, how's it? Oh, it's gosh, it's been About for 15 years 15 ago. years now. When we went over there, they were like, 
where are you from? Mm. Even then, and but his accent co- was thicker back then. My, my cousin uh, uh, said, uh, <laughs> who, I hadn't, who I hadn't met, he was born after we moved, and so I'd met him for the first time, and he said to Kayla, why does Ryan talk funny? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't think I talked funny. He thought he talked funny because I spoke like an American, and so that was an accent he'd heard before, but Ryan's was like a South African-American accent, and so, uh, he didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm. In terms of accent, I'm a global free agent. <laughs> um, the other thing, that, I just think it's cute. Oh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to hear us flirt on the air, but oh. um, or maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they do. Uh, the other thing, obviously, you know. Um, no, Chris does not. <laughs> well, I mean, the next thing we're going to say sounds like we're talking about the, the side, the other side of our mouth, and that's that stays structured, right? right. Which sounds like it's the opposite of be flexible and creative, but yeah. it's really not. No, it, because it really you, works together with it. Yeah, but well, like kind of like our chore thing, right? So our mm-hmm. chores. We have to have some structure, but we can be creative and flexible within them. And we even had like, you know, two of the kids swapped zones last week just because one was really tired of a zone and it was our boys. They were like, you know, can we just switch zones? I'm like, if you're both in agreement about switching zones, I'm great with it. I don't care. And just being flexible, yet we still have to have structure. We still have to have every day we need chores to be done. Every day we need certain things. (laughs) course some of my structure backfired this morning yesterday i had everybody set their alarm for eight (laughs) o'clock nobody got out of bed at eight o'clock i think ryan did ryan got out of bed bed before 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 eight seven thirty yeah he got up but the rest of them it was like um they just turned their alarm off nobody actually got up so turned their alarm off with the moment because kayla set the alarm in in one of our son's room and the moment she she left he, he said the A word yeah. and told her to cancel the alarm. Word. That sounds bad. Well, the last time I, s- I said her name, she started firing yes, we, stuff up we have one, one of those, approximate uh, to those we dots recording. that speaks. That, yeah. And we use that for alarms. And so we did. We set alarms and I'm sure they turned them off at some point. Ryan thinks they turned them off before they went to bed. <laughs> I know, I know that because she had um, had picked an Iron Maiden song as the music, so something loud and heavy guitar uh, to to op- to wake them up. And I did not hear the trooper ring through the halls of our home at eight o'clock this morning. Yeah. So some of the structure is hard, though. You know, I mean, like the getting out of your pajamas. You mm-hmm. know, like the days that we do that, that people get dressed and get up and have breakfast at a decent you mean, time. You mean children, and- right? Because the adult, I mean, I, 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 I get dressed every day. Yes, yes. Well, right. we didn't those first couple of weeks. I mean, the first couple of weeks, it was like pajama pants and like, you know, if you had a Zoom call, you threw on a, a nicer shirt on a logo top. logo golf shirt <laughs> yeah, instead of a you know, T-shirt. I mean, but the kids, I mean, it was like they would go days where they'd be like, I'd say it, you're showering. You have to change your pajamas. <laughs> like I know they're pajamas, but you've been wearing them day and night for three days, you know? And so we just trying to get into some of those routines and getting back to some of the structure. We found ourselves like bedtime was getting really like laxed, you know, over time it was like, Oh, we're going to watch a movie. Oh, Oh my gosh. They're up until 10. But then when the structure started disappearing, we noticed that the behaviors started irritating us more. Kids were up later. We were more tired. We weren't getting that time because, you know, the evenings, once the kids go to bed, that's our time that we get to spend together. And usually we get a good 30 minutes to an hour in the morning before they wake up. But that's about 
the extent of the time that we get without the kids interrupting us. Cause I mean, we can hardly get through like a whole conversation without somebody needing they something. They do. They want to be near us. Um, but it was like the structure was disappearing. So it was like the kids were up until 10 mm-hmm. and then, you know, the teenagers don't ever want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're constantly chasing them to bed and then they don't ever want to get up. <laughs> and by chasing, she means inviting them to go to bed, <laughs> inviting them to bed, go to bed. Yes. Go to bed. I'm tired. I want everyone in bed when I go to bed. It's amazing. It's amazing how they all, everybody turns into a lawyer. <laughs> well, do you remember when you said that I didn't have a bedtime? I'm like, okay, you want to be, a, you be that, a lawyer? Well, but it's well, midnight. Well, part of the problem is my brother's a lawyer. And so my oldest son loves texting and calling his uncle for advice on how to deal with, deal with his parents. And he's like, well, but you remember when you said, and I said, okay. <laughs> All right, all right, future lawyer of America. There's something called the reasonable person test. And so would a reasonable person stay up all night? The answer is no. So you have to go to bed at a reasonable time of your own choosing. It's not that I've said you, you are free to do as you please. What I have said is you are free to act responsibly. Yes. And he's like, oh. All right, I'll go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, but but the thing about structure before we move on from that, and we probably do need to. I'm just watching the clock there, but um, start, start predictability is part of that structure. Yeah. Uh, it's so soothing to, to traumatize people. Uh, you know, um, you know, it, it helps. Structure helps people feel safe, and I think that that that, that sometimes we make the mistake of going well. You know, the kids are struggling. We got this COVID nineteen thing going on, which is somewhere between. Um, scary and terrifying for our children. You know, one one of our anyhow, it's somewhere between scary and terrifying for our children, and so we think, well, that means that they need. Um, we just need to let it, like let it be Thunderdome in our homes. <laughs> uh, but the truth of the matter is that has really large diminishing returns for families. There's also a flip side of structure, and that is, and is anybody going to imbalance as structure and nurture? Nurture, okay. <laughs> Well, that leads us into number three, don't you think? Yes, be kind. That's right. Be ki- remember, that sounds oh. so easy when you say it, right? It sounds it's not. like it's really <laughs> not. Yeah, it sounds because, like be kind. Okay, I can be kind. Well, babe, I except think, when I don't get enough sleep, or when my children don't get enough or don't sleep. Eat, yeah, all those things. But or when both eating, of us don't or, get enough sleep, and I've tried to tell you the same thing for eight times now. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about the why, why I think people struggle with being kind, not just because there are you know extenuating circumstances, but because I think we confuse being kind and being nice as the same thing, right? And 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 I think that. That, that, that's, that's a mistake because we, we would tell our children, I don't want nice children. I do not want nice children. I want kind children uh, because a kind person can still, can still act kindly even when they don't feel it. A, ni- a nice per- And here's one of the things that we teach our children that, that's really difficult for me. Be nice to your brother, which basically means I know that's your toy and you're playing with it, but a nice person would let the demanding brother take it away from them. So give the toy to you. <laughs> To your brother. That's what. We, that's why I don't want nice, nice children because we teach children that that the only thing that we have to do is be responsible for other people's happiness, right? And that's a lot of emotional baggage to put on anybody. It's yeah. a lot of emotional pressure to put on somebody with a trauma history. It's a lot of emotional pressure to put on a child. That's so, what I was thinking. Just just in general to put on a kid. That's a lot. You know, I mean, we've we've got kids who 
will say, well, I'm just, I just don't want you to be upset or I just don't want you to be Mm -hmm. mad or are you mad? Are you mad mom? You know? And so I, I don't want them to carry that burden. I don't want them to feel like it's their responsibility. I get to have my feelings, but they don't have to make me feel better. You know, um, one of our favorite things to quote with when, when we're training uh, is, is that verse in Romans where Paul says it's God's kindness that leads mm. us to repentance. And if we truly want, um, want our children's behaviors to change and healing to come to their lives, we're going to have to be kind. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we obviously for years have done a lot of these things and made, and made some progress with the children uh, on their healing journeys. But, but, you know, when Kayla and I sat down and looked each other in the eye and said, we're going to have to check each other and make sure we're being as kind as possible. And so one of the ways that manifested itself was we have um, some children, our, our one daughter in particular, really struggles at bedtime. Her, her anxiety just won't allow her mind to settle. Yeah. And so um, instead of saying... Uh, she goes, I can't sleep. And we would say, well, you're not going to fall asleep standing there. Uh, I'm hungry. You should have eaten all your dinner. Like all of the things that the way we were raised. Right. Uh, when, when, we, when we said, no, 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 we're going to be kind. It's okay. Well, come sit here by us. And then Kayla and I will, will have, a, we'll have a fake disagreement about who gets to, to be the person who, who loves on the kid and who gets to be the person who gets the kid something to eat. And that's a slice of turkey or just a spoon of peanut butter or something like that. Um, you know, but she had peanut butter tonight. She did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we we've also gone to, um, you know, the other night we, we were working on a presentation together in the living room. Um, gosh, I love being able to just throw my my laptop up on the big screen in the living room uh, for us to work on. And and she came back. She said I couldn't sleep. And and I, and I, instead of saying any of the things we usually say, or, or sometimes we'll say, why don't you go lay in our bed? Mm. I said, why don't you just go get some of your noise canceling headphones and lay here on the couch by us? And the little girl who had been up for hours. I mean, the, the week before, she hardly slept. Yeah. Uh, she hardly slept because somebody coughed eight feet away from her and he wasn't wearing a mask. And she was, and she was but she was really concerned that she had contracted the, the COVID-19. And so, um, and so, you know, I mean, up at, like, like I, I had a couple of things, deadlines that were looming. And so, you know, we went to bed at 2.45 one morning and she was still awake. We went to check on him. Uh, and so then just this kid who could not sleep because of her anxiety, I said, just come lay on the couch bus. And, and she was out in two minutes. Yeah, and then the next so night fast. we just said, just come lay on the couch bus. And then said, okay, well, can we sit, can we sit here by you until you fall asleep? Like we did when they were little babies. Yeah. Mm. Cause we used to, when and they were out. little, we had kids that wouldn't stay in their bed because they just couldn't fall asleep. They would just didn't like to be alone. They didn't want you to leave. And so we did the whole sit in the room with them until they fell asleep. And then we would sit in the room with them until they were settled, but not quite asleep. And then we would sit in there for five minutes. You know, we kind of weaned them off of of us having to be in there until they fell asleep. And we did that for several of the kids. But we haven't had to do it in a long time. But all of this, you know, and it's just had us reevaluate how are we, how are we being kind to them in their in their feelings, in their emotions, in their struggling with everything that's going on. I mean, they just they just want to be able to be normal kids again and yeah. do normal stuff, you know? You know, one thing our families kind of share in common is we each have a, a child with high, high anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ours has, not the whole time, but specifically this past week, he's been yeah. having some problems mm. falling asleep and staying asleep. Mm-hmm. And... This kind of ties in with our next, you know, key, which is talk about it. 
Yeah. Uh, we were able to kind of talk with him about it today because we've been trying to play detective. You know, is it something he ate? It's upsetting his tummy? Did he drink some caffeine? Not really because like we're not going anywhere to get right. caffeinated drinks. So he's, he's that, finding that, that he's got a yet. secret supplier yeah. somewhere. Right. Stash, man. <laughs> and so, you know, we're trying to, to do that kind of detective work. He's not only staying up late. We're, we're watching screen time within certain, you know, hours of bedtime. Yeah. Because, you know, our two little guys at home, we've been keeping in, in terms of structure, going back to that one real quick, we've been keeping them on their normal bedtimes yeah. for the most part because they're going to get up in the morning at the same time, no, no matter, matter when, when they, they go, go to, to bed. bed. Right. Yeah. And so to make sure that they're getting the proper amount of sleep that th- we know that they need, they're, they're still pretty much at the same bedtime. But he's, you know, he'll come down after 30 minutes. He'll come down after an hour. He'll come, mm. come down after two hours. And so finally, we, we talked with him about it today. And turns out, yeah, he's got that little fear of getting the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And so... And it's just been eating away at yeah. him and he couldn't sleep, but he didn't... Because they, they don't always realize that that's what it that's is. That's what it is, right. Or they don't have to verbalize they, it. Yes. Yeah. Are they, or maybe they feel silly or maybe a little bit of shame. Yeah. You know, like nobody else seems to be worried about it. That was mm-hmm. ours. I mean, she was like, nobody else seems to be worried about this. I feel silly even saying it. Yeah. But their minds can't settle. And then they get that tummy ache. And then, yeah. and, I mean, it's just, it's a spiral because if they're not sleeping, then they're miserable to deal with the next day. Yeah. You know, they fight with their siblings. They are just completely... Yeah, sibling fights have been on the increase. Yes. I to that. Yes. And it's just like, oh my gracious me. But it is, it's hard when you see them. And especially when they break down and you go, oh my gosh, I just feel so, feel so sad that we didn't, we didn't talk more about this yeah. or, yeah. So that's a good strategy to keep in mind, you know, when you maybe are encountering those more in, more frequent breakdowns, more frequent fights. Is right. Once things have been calmed and settled a little bit, talk it out. Cause see if you can figure it out. See if you can figure out what's going on. What's underneath it. Well, and that's yeah. kind of like what we always say, right? We're looking for the need behind the behavior. Right. And sometimes it's not as obvious. Sometimes it's something inside their head. Sometimes mm. they're thinking about not necessarily something externally that we can we can see, mm. you know, or we can figure out, but finding that need behind it always, you know, it, it, it actually makes the problem not necessarily stop, but at least we can have more compassion for our kids knowing that they're struggling yeah. because of anxiety, not just disobeying the fact that we said go to bed, you and, know? And, and while the anxiety may be still be there, it's also something of a weight off their shoulders right. and that giving may, you some of that. Well, maybe they needed help identifying it first mm-hmm. of all. And so they have that sense of relief from yeah. there, but then also there's another sense of relief of like you were just saying, you know, verbalizing and letting someone else know about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk, talk therapy has been around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, and we yeah. like to think Freud in, invented it, but, <laughs> but, but in the Bible does talk about, you know, confessing your sins one to another. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and obviously the overarching theme there is if we will talk about it, you can bring that from the recesses of your mind, from, from that middle part of your brain where, where, where your, your emotions live, and, and bring it up to the part of your brain where you can make sense of it, right? That's right. the real value in talking about it is, is you can process it if you'll talk about it. And, and we've sat down and done check-ins with the kids and, and informal stuff you know, at, at, at bedtime instead of at nighttime. So, hey, how are you guys feeling? Daddy, I'm scared. Okay, well, baby, what's scaring you? Well, let's talk about that. 
and we can talk about it. And, and, and we don't, you know, sometimes adults are really dismissive of children's feelings. Uh, I'm scared. What are you scared of? Well, I'm scared, you know, I was in the store, remember when we went to Walmart and I went with you and that man coughed by the meat when we were walking by and he didn't have a mask on? Like, I'm really scared that, 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 that I got the, the virus. You know, parents will sometimes go, oh, you're just being stupid. You yeah. know what I mean? But, 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 you know, we've had to learn to say, oh, yeah, baby, I know that's scary. And, and just talk about that with her because if, we, if you validate somebody's feelings, you help them process them much faster than if you dismiss them. Right. So. Well, it's kind of like if you think about the um, like the three R's, like the, you know, help them regulate, relate to them, and then you can reason with them and you can tell them the, the truth of what's going on. Yeah. But you can't go there first. That can't be when you've got a child that's dysregulated about something, right? You can't go directly to, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's silly. That's, you know. It's, you're going to be just fine because they're not there. You know, we have to, we have to calm them and say, Oh, I, you know, I, I can understand why you'd be so, so worried about that. I could see that, you know? And I think Kelly, when I were talking about, you know, your little guy, he likes facts and he likes scientific things and stuff. And so being able to get to a place where you could even talk to him about, Hey, here's, here's the, the reality behind it because all you're hearing is hype. Yeah. You know, it's not to say that what everything that's out there is hype, but just everything is a little bit sensationalized and you're not hearing all the pieces and especially our kids who are not reading the news or, you know, uh, they're not, they're only getting bits and pieces of things. So to be able to, to meet him there, but you can't start there. You have to, you know, Help them calm, help them. Right. Oh, I hear you. I see you. I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah, that was, that was kind of part of it. You know, the, he, he loves math. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he recently tested in one particular math category beyond high school. And nice. He's in fifth grade. So wow. his mind definitely works, works uh, well in that, in that particular area. And it was kind of, I remember when he first learned of, you know, I guess in, in, in science, he's learning about uh, lightning mm-hmm. and how lightning affects the air as it moves through. That's what makes, you know, the sound of thunder and that kind of stuff. And um, he was able to combine, you know, some math with some science and learn that, you know, what are the odds of you getting struck by lightning? Mm-hmm. And so that actually came into play in our conversation about the virus. And like, dude, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than dying from this virus. Yeah. And so I think... Going back to something that he could relate to from right. his past education and bringing it into the now mm-hmm. was a, a big help in calming him yeah. a little bit. Well, and sometimes that is what, what our kids need is they need us to speak truth, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it can't always be the first thing we go to. Yeah. We, and that's, that's, I think, where we, where we sometimes well, mess say it that up. Again. Say that again. They need us to speak truth. But it can't always be the first thing we go to. Ah, it's so good. Because I think we want them to hear, okay, what you're saying doesn't make any sense and it's a little bit crazy. <laughs> but they need us to know that we hear them right. before we tell them <laughs> the truth right. that they need to hear. It's, you it's know? back to what you said. Unless you uh, regulate and then relate you can't really reason. Right. And parents so often want to jump in right at it. reason, skip, skip all the steps. steps. Yeah. But we know over and over again, you can't skip any, any of the steps, right? right? You have to start at the beginning. 
because it's like, you know, my example, that, that is when kids run through the house. Yeah. Explain to a screaming kid whose head hurts because they're bonked in the wall that this is why you shouldn't have run in the house is not helpful. It's not a teachable moment, folks. I know we think it is. While they're hurting, they can hear it. I know I used to. <laughs> yeah. But unless you calm them and let them know that they matter, um, yep. you're not going to, you, you haven't bought the privilege of, of reasoning with them. Right. And it you, doesn't just have to be for those physical ailments. No, it I agree. can be for. Fears and irrational, and that that's with our one that has anxiety. Oftentimes, we have to say, "What's the truth in the situation? Mm. Tell me what is true," and just keep pointing her back to what is true. And then, but again, this is all after we have sat down and we've put her in our lap, or we've snuggled her close, and we've said, "Oh, that must be so scary," or you know, "I'm scared about certain things," and we 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 kind of give her things that. Um, so she doesn't feel alone in it. Right. And then we get to the place where we can say, just what's the truth about the situation? Tell yourself the truth um, because that helps you not worry so much if you can remind yourself of the truth. Yeah. And this all ties into our last key, which is stay calm. Yes. Which is really hard sometimes. It is. Just the British like, go right though. Keep calm and carry on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if we can stay calm, then we can help our kids stay calm. Um, it's when everybody starts freaking out all together <laughs> that we really start to have issues, right? right. I well, mean, and, and people may ask, uh, how, how do you keep calm? Well, I will tell you that when I was about to have a broken tooth extracted and I was having a minor panic attack, that, that the nurse literally said, He won't put you under with your blood pressure this high. So we got to get your blood pressure down. I mean, like alarm bells were sounding, or oh, this ain't happening today. And you know what I did? Stared right at that tray of medieval instruments in front of me <laughs> and inhaled two, three, four, held it two, three, four, exhaled two, three, four, held it two, three, four, and did that, that box breathing technique. Mm. Uh, which, by the way, I, I read somewhere recently that they teach that to Navy SEALs mm-hmm. to, to help them, to help them uh, regulate uh, themselves. And so I did that for about a minute. The alarm stopped, the alarm stopped going off. The doctor came in and he said, time to go to night Ryan, go night night Ryan uh, and then put me under and then the next thing I remember they were walking me out of the car to go home um, but it, it, it's it, amazing how much it is right it sounds really simple helps. it really is mm-hmm. you see, you'll just take it that's I mean if you've got uh, any kind of a smart <laughs> watch you know I have an Apple watch and it's got that breathing app on it like we'll even like the, take my watch off and give it to the kids and say do this you know so breathing is really really good going for for walks is really good. Exercising, eating well, sleeping well. I mean, the, the, the temptation is to, is to, is to you know, we, we kind of got uh, our health back on track here this week because we were like, you know, going to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and eating Cheetos until 2 o'clock in the morning watching TV. Oh, we were bad. I mean, and, and, we're like, and, and we're like, well, we're not really stressed by this. We're okay. Everything's <laughs> going to be fine. But we realized that was probably majority of that was 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 a performance for the children, so that they would not be scared. Yeah. But but and we didn't really Put talk them to about bed it. and stress eat our way to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and then just you know, I, I hadn't drunk cokes in months. Like I was drinking two cokes a day a couple of weeks ago, you know, and so we had to kind of get move on from that because the, the temptation is to atrophy into bad habits when you're struggling. But you can't because, you know, all of those things compromise your immune system, right? You know, if, if, if a compromised immune system is something that, that's really, really scary, 
year in, in during this pandemic, then then we have to understand that actually high doses of cortisol being released in your body actually weakens your immune system. Right. So yeah. being stressed makes you more susceptible to illness. That that's a scientific fact. That's not my opinion. That's a scientific fact. And so we have to do what we can to keep calm for our own benefit. Also, because our calm is contagious, we got some real high anxiety people in this house. Mm. And one of them said to us, are you guys just pretending mm. that this doesn't bother you? And because, and then she confided in us that, that she felt shame around the fact that it was bothering her, but it didn't seem to be bothering us. Mm. So back to one of your previous points, we talked about it. Right. You know, and so those are things we've done in our home. It sounds like those are things you've done in your home as well. And, and seven weeks at the end of week seven of it, I think that we're actually in a much more settled and calm yeah. environment in our home um, than we might have been had we not done, done these, this, this, this list of really simple things, let's be honest, really simple things. Yeah. Well, and we were talking to a mom a, a couple of days ago, and she was saying one of the things that they have done with their kids, they have a, they have a lot of kids, they have more kids than we do, and one of the things she was saying they've done with their kids is they've done like a simple like checking in with the kids each day, and they just have the kids hold up their hand and they say, okay, you know, rate yourself. Where, how are you feeling? And all the kids hold up their hand and where they are. And anybody that's, you know, below a four, <laughs> they're like, okay, what's going on? And they're, they're pulling them aside, making sure they've got, you know, it's a little one-on-one time. And I thought that was cute. And I mean, it, it's a cute way to do that, yeah. um, especially because they've got a lot of littles. Mm. And so, you know, the little people, it's like, okay, show me with your hands. How, how's it going? But just remembering to check in with your kids to help them stay calm. Yeah. Just knowing that they're connected to you, you know, and having that little bit of a, of a check-in each day Mm. um, to see how they're doing and kind of making sure that they are, they're feeling okay. They're feeling good. I mean, we, we did that off and on for the first few weeks. We were, we were pretty good about checking in, making sure the kids were doing okay. Um, And everybody seems to be settling Settling back down for the most part, like you said, I feel like we've got a, a better rhythm going these yeah. these last couple of weeks. And I think it it is because we've been doing some of these things. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I'm certain that these ideas are not the only ideas people have. And we'd be interested in hearing what you're doing at your house that may be working for your family. Yeah. So feel free to shoot us an email at info at onebighappyhome.com. If you can squeeze it into 280 characters, you can always tweet it to us at One Big Happy Home. We also have a Facebook group just for our podcast listeners. Search for the Empowered Parent Podcast Community. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, the Google Play Store, and Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from our show, we would appreciate a review in any of these locations. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening.